الذين ينفقون أموالهم في سبيل الله ثم لا يتبعون ما أنفقوا من ولا أذى. صدق الله العظيم. The chapter regarding the prohibition of reminding people of the favors you've done for them when you give them something. Allah Taala in Surah Al-Baqarah He says, "O oh, you who believe, don't uh, uh, invalidate." your uh, your charities by uh, reminding people of what you gave to them or by uh, annoying them harming them through the way you give or what you the way you behave with them after you give uh, and Allah most high says uh, he describes uh, the believers as those who spend their their uh, wealth in the path of Allah and do, do not thereafter follow that spending uh, with uh, uh, reminding people of the, the, the what they gave to them and, uh, and harming them through it. So what does it mean to remind somebody? If you gave someone for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, don't remind that person. If it's a sadaqah, don't remind that person. If you did it as a business decision, right? It's one thing, right? Like, my name is Fat Tony. Right? The mayor came and he needed me to fi like fix one of his problems. I'm sure it's just normal problem. That's why he came to me. So I fixed this problem. Then I need one of my problems fixed by the mayor. So I'm like, you remember that one time I helped you out? Exactly. Now, Fat Tony doesn't, isn't like who we learn our dean from. <laughs> nor is he somebody that any normal-minded person would expect on the Day of Judgment to be one of the awliya and salihin. That's a very dunyawi thing to do. If you do that and that's your business, I don't recommend it or not recommend I'm just saying that's dunya. Don't expect that this is something that makes you a pious person. If you want to do for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, you don't remind people afterward. And uh, you don't harm people in the way you give. So there's a, a hundred ways that you can harm a person in the way you give. If you're giving them food, you like to throw it, or you make a face, you make a gesture, you give people leftovers that you yourself wouldn't want to eat. You know, you give, you know people are going to have to take it anyway, right? Rather, if you give for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, the, the standard is what? Like say the Aisha Allah Ta'ala Anha, it said that she used to perfume the coins, the, the silver coins that she would give to the beggars. And people would ask her, why do you do that? They're just going to spend it on something. I said, I'm not, she said, I didn't do it for them, but I do it for the sake of Allah Ta'ala that I want to give in the, the most beautiful way. And uh, this is, uh, of course, this has to do with voluntary sadaqat. As for the zakat itself, the zakat is the right of the poor. You're restoring a right of theirs. And so the adab with that is that you put the money in your hand and you allow them to take it from you rather than putting it in their hand as if to imply that you're giving them something, they're taking what's theirs. You thank them for taking it and for allowing you to get this responsibility out of your neck that will strangle you on the Day of Judgment. If a person gives zakat and then tries to like work it and tries to like, uh, 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 you know, milk that for some sort of benefit, then that's like way even worse, like a lot worse. 
because uh, that's then the vulm uh, uh, on top of uh, what would otherwise be a vulm that's bad enough that it invalidates, right? The word is la tubtilu sadaqatikum, that don't invalidate your, your, your sadaqat. It's bad enough if you derive some dunyawi benefit or some sort of dunyawi leverage over a person because of something that you claim to have done for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, then you invalidate the reward for it and then thereafter uh, uh, you, you gain sin and that sin is even worse for uh, for the zakat which is wajib and it's the haq of the poor in the first place. وَعَنْ أَبِي ذَرٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ عَنْهُ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ قَالَ ثَلَاثَةٌ لا يكلمهم لا يكلمهم الله يوم القيامة ولا ينظر إليهم ولا يزكيهم ولهم عذاب أليم قال فقرأها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ثلاثا مرارا قال أبو ذر خابوا وخسروا من هم يا رسول الله قال المسبل والمنان والمنفق سلعته بالحلف الكاذب رواه مسلم وفي رواية له المسبل إزاره يعني المسبل إزاره وثوبه أسفل من الكعبين للخيلاء Sayyidina Abu Dharr al-Ghifari radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that there are three people that Allah ta'ala will not speak to them on the day of judgment and he will not look at them nor will he purify them and for them will be a painful torment. And then the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam repeated this three times that there are three people Allah ta'ala on the day of judgment will not look at them and will not, uh, 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 sorry, will not look at them and will not purify them and they will receive a painful torment. So he repeated this uh, three times in a row, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then Abu Dhar al-Ghifari radiallahu anhu, uh, he said, he said uh, uh, those are the people, their hopes have been uh, dashed and they, they, they've suffered perdition. Uh, they suffered loss. You know what perdition is? It's loss. Anyone here take Spanish before or speak Spanish? Right? What is the what is the uh, uh, the verb to lose in Spanish? To lose something. Perdir. Oh yeah. So. So the uh, 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 so they the they habu chasiru. Their their hopes have been dashed, and they've. Uh, 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 they, they, they've been they, they, they've lost they've been people of perdition and so the, the he says that who are those people O messenger of Allah he said the person who drags and the person who reminds people of the good that he's done for them and the person who uh, sells uh, merchandise uh, based upon a, 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 a treacherous or an untrue oath that, so and then in a different narration, the words are used that the person who drags, meaning the person who the person who drags his lower garment, meaning what drags his lower garment or his uh, any of his garments lower than his ankles, um, uh, for the sake of uh, of showing off or for the sake of vanity, because that was a a thing that the wealthy Arabs would do because clothing was expensive. Not everyone could afford clothing. One of the signs of poverty was that a person would be naked. They were not clothed properly because they couldn't find clothes. Uh, this is one of the descriptions of Jannah. That, that Jannah will be such a place that you will never be hungry over there, nor will you ever be unclothed. 
um, and so and so the wealthy patrician uh, chieftains of the Mushrikeen of Quraysh used to drag their their clo- their clothing uh, under their uh, uh, under their feet uh, and make long clothes in order to show like their wealth and to boast and to brag and so the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam really disliked this practice and he would tell people to make sure that their lower garment is above their ankle and uh, uh, he said that this is cleaner and it is more pleasant to your lord because it's closer to a person being humble uh, and part of the humility is what is using the gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wisely not wasting uh, and then also it's also it's an issue of tahara on top of that as well how many times have I seen Billah, like the bathrooms over here are disgusting anyway people stand and urinate and you can see the drips of urine on the floor and you see someone wearing a, a suit and has really nice suit and tie and shirt pressed dressed boots and nice shoes and all of that and you see their the hem of their pants drag and you literally see it pick up a drop of urine on the way out and you're like this is 100% disgusting and gross and sadaqa rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that it's something it's cleaner it's more it's more clean for your clothing and it's something that shows more fear and show more taqwa in front of your lord so at any rate so the prophet he mentioned the first one is who is the one who drags the hem of his garment under his ankles this is by the way for the males for the females it's okay as long as it's not something that's done to show off, but it's something that's done because the uh, the feet of a, a woman, according to at least the Maliki school, are also part of her aura, so she should cover them as well. She can do that by wearing socks or, or stockings, or she can do that by wearing uh, uh, the, a garment that touches the ground when she's standing, barely touches the ground when she's standing so that it covers her feet. Uh, um, and uh, and so, so, but for the males, it's something, it's a big deal, like people will go to Jahannam for it. Now there is a difference of opinion amongst the fuqaha. What is the haram? Where is the makruh and where is the haram? The, you know, the, 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 the fuqaha, some of them say that it's makruh unless you do it intentionally in order to, or in, do it intentionally because of your arrogance. Uh, but I think that w- when a person knows how much the Prophet ﷺ disliked it and how, what he mentioned in terms of the wa'id with regards to it, because this is not a dars of fiqh right now. This is a dars of... Uh, of 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 and of tazkiyah, talking about the spiritual path toward Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. It's sufficient that a person should know that the Prophet disliked it. And when a person is confronted with that fact, if they're like, "Yeah, no, but I'm still going to do it," that's enough to prove that you're doing it out of arrogance. Uh, and uh, not everybody, like for example, nowadays we don't, you know, wear clothes like they did in the past. We don't get them tailored and cut. You know, they're oftentimes machine made. So sometimes the only clothes that you get are actually long, and you only buy them because you can't afford to buy the ones that are fitted for you or that are the the right size or something like that. Still, let a person like you know roll the cuffs of their pants or whatever. Uh, uh, this is my advice to you uh, and to myself with regards to the spiritual path. This is something that Allah Ta'ala protect us from. And I see people do it in the Muslim world. They literally, people get their clothes tailored. They know that this is, the Prophet Sallallahu disliked it and still they get their clothes tailored to hang underneath the, uh, the, their ankles. It's not a good thing. I guess the point is not necessarily to go after other people. But just for ourselves, don't be that guy. Don't don't be that guy. Just say this is what made the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam happy. This is one of the things, Masha, one of the many things I loved about our brothers in Mauritania. 
that they reminded me in many things of uh, uh, the the in their disposition of stories about the companions of the Allah Taala on whom that said Abu Hurairah who had said that he was when he was made the governor of Bahrain the notables had a big feast for everybody and uh, he he told he told the the he. he uh, his advisors told him that these people, they belong to the Persian court culture, the imperial Persian court culture. The Persians had a great empire. They're very wealthy people. So with them, their custom was what? That they don't finish the food on their plate. Why? Because if you finish it, it makes you like look poor and hungry, you know? So you want to show how you're a tough guy, big guy, rich guy? So yeah, I don't need it. I can I have more food somewhere else, right? So they never finish the food on their plate. Whereas the sunnah is what? You should finish your food, right? Don't waste any of it. And so what happened? They're like, they're like, listen, don't eat all of your food, otherwise you look broke in front of the Persians. And so they're like kind of trying to keep it on deal, give him some advice, some political advice, because he's new in town, you know? And so he just turns and says to him, he says, Atruku Sunnata Habibi Humaqa. He said, Do you want me to leave the Sunnah of my beloved Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam for these idiots? <laughs> so that's how she you know, like, you know, you don't have to pick on other people, but at the same time, you know, for you yourself when you get the, your clothes made or whatever do you want to leave the sunnah of the Prophet for like like dumb people like why would you want to do that it's a sunnah of Rasulullah it's beautiful it looks good anyway so that's the first person is the person who drags the hem of their pants underneath their uh, ankles uh, uh, out of arrogance the second person is the manan the person who gives to people but then reminds everybody of what they gave to them and like just reminds them and like bothers them and like is annoying about it with them and then the third person is the person who sells, uh, who sells his merchandise through like deception, and that's a that's that's really bad. And what is the standard, by the way, for what is considered deception when selling merchandise? The standard is what if there is something if you were buying it, you would have wanted to know before selling it. That's a, when you have that thought, that's a sign that you, it's wajib for you to tell the other person. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? They won't buy it. Allah Ta'ala made rizq muqaddah for everybody. Can you imagine? All kinds of things. Like some idiot came on a ship, you know, the uh, Nina Pinta and Santa Maria, and like they thought they were going to fall off the end of the earth. And what happened? They ended up becoming like wealthy millionaires, multi-millionaires, right? They have like islands named after them and things like that. Imagine so many people, the, the Rasul Sallallahu made his da'wah. So many people were broke and were literally that poor that they didn't even have clothes to cover them. And uh, one day, a, a day came and like they ruled the entire world. It happened. Allah gives risk to uh, good people, He gives risk to bad people, He gives risk to hardworking people, He gives risk to lazy people, He gives risk to smart people. And Snoop Dogg also has a lot of money too. It's, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just a choice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Can you imagine how the risk of Allah ta'ala works? There was, I'll tell you a story of a small animal, many million years ago. Lived in Pakistan. Where? Small mammal lived where? In Pakistan. So it didn't do very well competing with the other animals on land. So it's like, I'm going to go like look in the water and get some fish. So many million years later, the largest living thing on the earth is a blue whale. The most dangerous predator is a killer whale. The smartest animal after human beings is a dolphin. Completely like colonized the entire ocean. Why? Because Allah wrote its risks somewhere no one would have thought, and now it's like swimming around in the depths of the sea, eating like giant squid and God knows what. You know, like it's that's the way the risk of Allah Ta'ala works. 
And if, if it's destined for you, it's going to come to you. I myself, I used to work sales. I used to sell computers when I was in high school. And so uh, I remember there was a, uh, a gentleman uh, who was uh, the father of a classmate of mine at community college. I was in high school, but I used to go to community college instead. And so I'm like, look, the computer is on sale and it's a good price. The monitor is a good monitor, but you'll find it cheaper at such and such place. And uh, 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 the guy was so happy, he came back and bought so much stuff from me afterward. And this is considered to be a stupidity. It's not a stupidity, though. Actually, it makes a lot of sense even for business because nobody wants to do business with somebody who's, uh, uh, you know, somebody that they cannot trust. And, uh, you know, tomorrow will come eventually. If the Yom Qiyamah comes tomorrow, then the truth you told is better than the sale. If it's not Yom Qiyamah, you're still alive, you're still going to do business. You know, those people are going to trust you. They're going to come to you versus other people who uh, uh, cheat one another. And uh, then people hate them. And we don't want to be those people. And uh, those are not good people to be. Allah Most High, He said, don't, don't, uh, uh, don't vouch for how good you are uh, uh, for yourselves. Don't vouch for yourselves about, talk about how good you are. Allah knows best who fears Him. And Allah Most High said, uh, indeed, the 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 Allah Taala, the only per- person that he he will uh, uh, take to task, are those who transgress other people, <coughs> and they uh, um, they cross limits uh, with people in the earth without any right. Those are the people who uh, uh, those are for those people. There is a painful uh, torment. Uh, and so this is a chapter regarding the prohibition of boasting, like thinking you're better than other people and, uh, uh, and, and transgressing limits with them. When Ayad ibn Himar, radiallahu ta'ala anhum, qala qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inna Allah awha ilayya an tawadha'u hatta la yabghiya ahadun ala ahadin wa la yafkhara ahadun ala ahadin, rawahu muslimun. وقال أهل اللغة البغي والتعدي والاستطالة عياض بن حمار رضي الله تعالى عنه نارس the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said that Allah سبحانه وتعالى revealed to me that to me that you should all humble yourselves meaning he's included in it too right that it was he's that all of you should humble yourselves and no one should transgress one person should not transgress another nor should one person boast uh, uh, upon another uh, at all like boast as it, like think that they're they're better than one another because the tafakhur of jahiliyyah uh, that's one of the uh, I still remember from the kitab al jami it's one of the uh, hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that's mentioned in the risala that um, inna uh, that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken away from you 
the burden of, of the age of ignorance and the boasting that people had about their forefathers, that my father's forefathers were greater than yours, my forefathers were greater than yours. Um, and there are only two types of people, a, a dutiful uh, person who fears God and uh, an open profligate sinner uh, who is a person of wretchedness. Uh, and all of you come from Adam Islam. You want to know your lineage. All of you come from Adam Islam, and Adam his uh, uh, lineage is from uh, from from dust and uh, uh, from the earth. And so, uh, Imam Nawawi, rahimahullah wa taala, uh, he said that uh, 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 that the meaning of baghi is uh, enmity and aggression and. Uh, uh, and uh, and oppressing one another uh, beyond beyond limits. And uh, uh, وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إذا قال الرجل هلك الناس فهو أهلكهم أو أهلكهم رواه مسلم ورواية المشهورة أهلكهم بالرفع برفع الكاف وروي بنصبها وهذا النهي لمن قال ذلك عجبا بنفسه وتصاغرا للناس وارتفاعا عليهم فهذا هو حرام وأما من قاله لما يرى في الناس من نقص في دينهم وقال تحزنا عليهم وعلى الدين فلا بأس به هكذا فسره العلماء وفصلوه وممن قاله من الأئمة من الأئمة الأعلام مالك بن أنس رضي الله رحمه الله تعالى والخطابي والحميدي وآخرون رحمهم الله تبارك وتعالى وقد أوضحته في كتاب الأذكار. so Abu Hurairah رضي الله تعالى عنه narrates that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said when a person says the people are uh, destroyed or the people are dead uh, uh, then he's the most destroyed or he's the deadest of them and uh, 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 Nawi says that the, the most well known transmission of this is uh, uh, um, uh, that the word ahlakuhum it should be with the, uh, with the uh, in the marfu' case in the nominative case but it's also narrated in the Accusative case in the Mansub case, and he says that uh, this prohibition is for the person who says this, like impressed with himself, like everyone sucks, like, oh look, everybody's like, everybody is like horrible, meaning they're saying it as if to, to, to indicate that they themselves are good and everybody else is uh, is horrible, um, and to indicate how small people are in his eyes compared to himself. And how raised he is uh, above their station. Uh, this is this is completely haram. This is a sin. As for the person who says it when he looks at people and he sees some sort of deficiency in their deen, and he says it with a, a, a sort of sadness uh, and grief for their state uh, uh, and f- grief for the sake of the deen, this there's no uh, there's no harm in it. This is the explanation by uh, the ulama uh, uh, and from the imams, the great imams who said it. Is Imam Malik bin Anas, uh, uh, Imam Malik, and Al Khattabi. Khattabi, rahimullah ta'ala, was one of the first uh, from the Muhaddithun. He was one of the first commentators on Abu Dawood. He was a Shafi'i from uh, um, what's nowadays the city of 
Lashkargah in, uh, in, in Afghanistan. So before the Mongol desolation, uh, um, the, uh, uh, Afghanistan was a great center of the Shafi'i school, parts of it, and parts of it were great centers of the Hanbali school. Shash, which is now Tashkent, was a, a center of the Shafi'i school as well. After the Mongols destroyed all of that, and that, that kind of like madhab variety ended and basically everything, everyone became Hanafi. Uh, uh, but, uh, but uh, so Khattabi was from modern day uh, Afghanistan and uh, he was a, uh, um, he was a great Shafi'i scholar and muhaddith and uh, uh, Humaydi and others. Uh, and Imam Nawi says that I explained it and, and, and clarified what it means also in the Kitab al-Adhkar. Uh, so you can uh, look for it over there. Babu tahrim al-hajrani bain al-muslimina fawqa thalafati ayyamin. Illa li bid'atin fil mahjuri o tadahurin bi fisqin o nahwi dhalika. قال الله تعالى إنما المؤمنون إخوة فأصلحوا بين أخويكم وقال تعالى ولا تعاونوا على الإثم والعدوان uh, The chapter regarding the prohibition of abandoning uh, the abandoning of one another between um, the Muslims like leaving one another like no longer meeting, talking, just cutting off from one another uh, for more than three days giving one another the silent treatment for more than three days. And Imam Nawi says, except for, for a person who has taken up a reprehensible innovation in the deen, uh, in the person who's being abandoned, or in a person who starts openly sinning, uh, open profligacy, uh, without trying to hide their sins. Uh, and Allah Most High said, He says that the believers are nothing except for fraternity, nothing but brothers and siblings with one another. So rectify the relationship between your two brothers. And Allah Most High said, uh, 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 do not uh, uh, collaborate with one another on uh, sin or on enmity. So that's what, that when two people cut each other off, uh, that's a collaboration and enmity, that you're both working to be enemies of one another, which is uh, ironically a type of collaboration, isn't it? Um, Sayyidina Anas said that the Messenger of Allah said, Don't cut one another off and don't turn your backs on one another. And don't hate one another and don't be jealous of one another. Haters to the jealousy that you wish each other to lose your, lose their uh, 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 blessings. And be the, the, the worshippers of Allah as brothers. And it is not permissible for a Muslim to abandon his brother uh, for more than three days. Uh, uh, and it's muttafaqun alayhi. وعن أبي أيوب رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا يحل لمسلم أن يهجر أخاه فوق ثلاث ليال لتقيان فيعرض هذا ويعرض هذا وخيرهما الذي يبدأ بالسلام متفق عليه سيد أبو أيوب الأنصاري رضي الله تعالى عنه uh, 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 narrates that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said It is not permissible for a Muslim to abandon his brother for more than three nights uh, 
um, uh, in such a way that even when they come across one another, they turn away, uh, this one turns away from that one, and that one turns away from this one. Uh, and the best of them is the one who is the first one to say salam to the other. Which is wonderful, it's great news, mashallah, because sometimes we have sincere beef with others, you know? Hafsa, that's halal beef. <laughs> this is sincere beef, you really hate the person, you really do from the inside of your heart. So you can take uh, uh, solace, and you can take comfort in the fact that it's a Muslim at the end of the day, and you were the first one to say salam, that you're the better of them. Wallahu a'lam. I heard a bayan in Lahore one time, Mulan Tariq Jamil, he mentioned this, that he mentioned that once there was a, 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 a some contention between Sayyidina Al-Hasan radiallahu ta'ala and Sayyidina Muhammad ibn al-Hanafiya. Uh, who's his half brother? They say Ibn Sayyidina Ali's son, but Ibn Hanafi to indicate that he was the son of, uh, not the son of Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha. So it's his half brother from his father's side. And so uh, he came to him and he said, I wanted to come and apologize to you, but I heard that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said that the, look at the tawadu, the humility that they had. That he said, I heard that he said the best, that the better one is the one who's the first to apologize. And so I thought that it would be. Uh, 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 inappropriate and uh, arrogant of me to apologize for the son of Hanafi to apologize first to the son of Fatima uh, but like you know they forgave one another for the sake of Allah Ta'ala so we should do it as well and Abi Huraira فَيَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ لِكُلِّ مْرِئٍ لَا يُشْرِكُ بِاللَّهِ شَيْئًا إِلَّا مْرَأٌ كَانَتْ بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَ أَخِيهِ شَحْنَاءُ يَقُولُ تُرُكُوا هَذَيْنِ حَتَّى يَسْطَلِحَ رَوَاهُ مُسْلِمْ Sayyidina Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala who said that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that the deeds are, are, are arrayed and shown uh, on every Monday and every Friday. And Allah Ta'ala, uh, when the deeds are shown to him, Allah Ta'ala, this is an occasion of his forgiveness, that he forgives every person who doesn't associate partners with him, except for, uh, um, uh, except for uh, uh, two people. Uh, or, or except for a man who has between him and between his brother carries a grudge against him uh, and so he says leave these two until they uh, until they, they, they rectify uh, uh, their broken relationship the broken relationship between one another so this is also then to hate one another is a reason that you're not given forgiveness by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is something I don't know I feel like when we when we like read the Tahawi I'm assuming that at least some of you have either read it with me in person or listen to it online. This is one of the reasons why there's so much emphasis in the Tahawiyah about what the right and the maqam of another Muslim is. That, that not understanding that, how important that is, uh, is like an aqidah problem. And uh, um, it has a lot of really detrimental ramifications for a person's suluk and for a person receiving the Madad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, and both in the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a, a, a number of types of madad from Allah are taken away from a person because of this. And also in the Quran itself, 
فلا تنازعوا فتفشلوا وتذهبوا وتذهب ريحكم right that don't 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 like have like hard contentions with one another uh, such that you you get to the point of failure and the the wind that that blows you that propels you which is what it's the madad of allah ta'ala uh, uh, it goes away uh, and so a person you know should remember that we should sometimes other people are wrong they don't admit they're right they don't even know what their problem is they're never going to learn sometimes still we have to like forgive them and forgiveness doesn't mean you have to be best friends and like you know spend like three hours a day with them like and let them annoy the smack out of you what is the 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 hajran that that's talked about in this chapter it's like you don't say salam to one another you know some relative died say inna lillahi wa inna rajiun. you know i heard that you're so and so your relative died i heard that you were sick i heard that this may allah give you shifa may allah forgive your loved one may allah you know get find you a job and that's it it's very simple like you know you just very small and then after that you go about your business you don't have to like carry the person around on your head all the time some people are annoying even if you try to be friends with them it's not going to work out good it's better not to but you don't cut a person off so much to the point where that where you imagine this person is your enemy another muslim is not your enemy another muslim is annoying sometimes can be really annoying sometimes uh, uh but they're not your enemy your enemy is what your enemy is shaitan your enemy is your nafs that your enemy is the dunya your enemy is hawa your enemy is 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 the people who are killing children and like uh, 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 you know, like uh, whatever daydreaming uh, about another holocaust and like all this other nonsense. Those people are your enemies. Your enemies are not. They're liars and cheaters and uh, 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 you know, th- those people are your enemies. They're not, they're, another Muslim is not your enemy. They could be annoying, but they're not your enemy. Once you start to imagine, like you're, in your imagination, the space that's occupied by your antagonist and by the person you hate is another Muslim, you know you lost the plot. Uh, you know you lost the plot. وعن جابر رضي الله تعالى عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول إن الشيطان قد يأس أن يعبده المصلون في جزيرة العرب ولكن في تحريش بينكم في التحريش بينكم رواه مسلم والتحريش الإفساد وتغيير قلوب تغيير قلوبهم uh, uh, he said, I heard the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam say, Indeed, Shaitan has given up hope uh, 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 that the people who pray in the Arabian Peninsula, the people who keep the Salat, that they'll ever worship him. But uh, 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 he keeps his hope in Tahrish between you. And what is tahrish? Tahrish is to ruin, to cause mischief in your hearts toward one another uh, to the point that you cut one another off. This is a really interesting and very, it's a very insightful hadith. One of the things that it also helps us understand is what, that some people have this uh, um, OCD, this waswasa all the time that everything is shirk. And we can now say that, generally speaking, that's like overblown. Why? Because the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself said, uh, it's a narration of Muslim. The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that shaitan has given up hope that the people who pray uh, uh, in the Jazirat al-Arab, that they'll ever, that they'll ever uh, uh, worship him. Dalil, Dalil ala ikhwatin al-Wahhabiyya. 
أليس كذلك؟ أنهم يرون الشرك في كل شيء يعني حتى يعني صارت يعني مرض نفساني يعني وسوسة في كل شيء شرك يعني بعض الأحيان يكون حتى يعني أحد يخطأ أو يعني هو ذنب لكن لا ما عندهم خطأ ولا خلاف ولا شيء ولا ولا ذنب ولا شيء فاق كل شيء يعني من صفر إلى شرك أيوة 100% فهذا دليل عليهم ليس كذلك؟ so 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 yeah he says he says that but but the thing you should be afraid of this happened I was in Baqir one time one year I went for Hajj I remember I like I met Moan Faraz from Minneapolis and then after I talked to them I saw I saw like one of the 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 soldiers in the keeping keeping the peace in 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 the Baqir. And he he seemed like a pious man. I could see in his face he seemed like a pious man. He had a, not just he had a beard as well, but he seemed like a nice guy. And so uh, I went said salam. I said Jazakallah khairan. You're serving the Muslims and you're like you know keeping the peace over here. You know Allah Taala reward you on behalf of the Ummah, the Prophet Sallallahu He had a very big baton that looked like it really hurt if you got hit. And so I go, but why do you have to carry this baton? I mean, nobody comes to Medina except for a Muslim. Like why do you have to carry this baton around with you? He's like, La, ya Sheikh. He goes, uh, you don't know. People come, they do shirk, they do bid'ah, they do shirk, they do bid'ah. And I told him, I'm like, look, my my brother, uh, mashallah, I love you for the sake of Allah Taala. Um, if you ask me, I don't think anybody comes and does. Shirk. Nobody comes to Medina to do shirk. <laughs> so I don't think anybody comes to Medina to do shirk. I, I'm pretty sure that that's like the the shirk crew doesn't come to Medina. You know, they go other places. But uh, uh, I'll tell you one thing. There are some crooked people who come to this baqi' and they curse the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. I go, if you beat them for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, my du'as are for you. <laughs> he became very happy then. <laughs> yeah, I think he accepted my advice, you know. So, uh, yeah, so that, and that was sincere on my part as well. Uh, uh, and uh, But that, that, that's very important. That's, that's a very, like, insightful hadith. I mean, every hadith is insightful, but it gives a, a particular insight about a particularly widespread misunderstanding that 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 has uh, crept up amongst people wa nabi hurairah radiyallahu anhu qala qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam la yahillu li muslimin an yahjur akhahu fawqa thalathin faman hajara fawqa thalathin famata dakhala an-nar rawahu abu dawood bi isnad ala shart al-bukhari wa muslim is a very scary uh, uh, warning from the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam from sayyidina abu hurairah radiyallahu anhu he said that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said that it is not permissible for a Muslim to abandon his brother for more than three days. Whoever abandons uh, for more than three days and then dies, he, he'll go to the fire. And it's narrated by Abu Dawood with a chain of narration which is uh, of, the same, of, 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 of the same quality of Bukhari and Muslim. And, and so, Yarhamukumullahu. And so, you know, that's. That's not good. Going to Jahannam is not good. You, again, you don't have to be best friends. Just work up the courage. Don't think about the person. If you think about them, you'll never. You'll you might actually go and like 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 break their window or whatever, which is makes it. It'll make it worse. It'll make it harder to you know undo it. Just think of Allah. Think that yeah, Allah. You know how much I hate that person so bad. <laughs> and they you know this. Really, just even thinking about them annoys every hair. And my in my nose uh, uh, level uh, of I just don't like the person, but for your sake I'm gonna go and say salam alaikum to them, 
and and if they like you don't need to worry if they don't respond then that's then it's their problem uh and you don't have to keep a long conversation you don't have to be best friend just go say salam to them say i hope you're well inshallah and salam alaikum and just you know that's it uh you can do that you everyone can do that for the sake of allah right uh, again, there's exceptions. Like someone's like, yeah, man, you know, uh, you know, the mubtadi', you know, the person who's uh, uh, messed up, like innovator in the deen, the person who's publicly drunk. No, people, you know, those people you don't have to. In fact, you're not supposed to mend your relationship with them until unless there's some sort of scope for it, mending their relationship with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. But someone who's not at that point, don't entertain this this idea and fantasy and this imagination in your head that they're your enemy. They're not your enemy. They may be annoying as hell, but they're not your enemy. وَعَنْ أَبِي خِرَاشٍ هَرْدَدْ إِبْنِي هَرْدَدْ الْأَسْلَمِي قَالَ وَيُقَالُ عَفْوَنَ السُّلَمِي الصَّحَابِيُّ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنْهُ أَنَّهُ سَمِعَ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ يَقُولُ مَنْ هَجَرَ أَخَاهُ سَنَةً فَهُوَ كَسَفْكِ دَمِهِ Rahu Rawahu Abu Dawuda bi Isnadin Sahih. That the uh, 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 that the uh, Abu Khirash uh, um, Hardad ibn Abi Hardad al Aslami, he uh, is a companion, and he said that he heard the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam say. That whoever abandons his brother for an entire year, it's as if he like has spilled their blood. The sad thing is, like this is, uh, you know, this is uh, now we live in an age where people do this with their family members and things like that too. Uh, wow, that's rough. That's not good. We should like stop doing that. Astaghfirullah. It's hard though, because sometimes they're really annoying. But then, like, you, however much you're annoyed, then that's how much you, more reward you'll get when you say "Assalamu alaikum" to them. Uh, so yeah, so there's a person who does that for an entire year. Uh, it's as if they, it's as if they spilled their blood. It's as if they, they killed him. وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا يحل لمؤمن أن يهجر مؤمنا فوق ثلاث فإن مرت به ثلاث فليلقه وليسلم عليه فإن رد عليه السلام فقد اشترك في الأجر وإن لم يرد عليه فقد باء بالإثم وخرج المسلم من الهجرة رواه أبو داود بإسناد حسن قال أبو داود إن كانت الهجرة لله تعالى فليس من هذا في شيء uh, uh, Sayyidina Abu Hurairah said that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said it is not permissible for a believer to abandon uh, a, 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 a mu'min, a believer uh, for more than three days if three days pass uh, let him meet him and let him uh, say salam to him if that person then re- uh, returns the salam then the both of them are uh, partners they both share in the reward and if he doesn't uh, return salams, then he himself will abide with the sin, and the, the person who said salam uh, is uh, no longer considered to be uh, 
uh, have, to have abandoned his brother. Uh, it's narrated by Abu Dawood with a, uh, a, a, a good chain. And Abu Dawood said, uh, give, added, added the comment, if the hijra, if the abandoning of the person was for the sake of Allah, meaning the person who uh, is abandoned and you don't say salam to them anymore, is a, a, a person of deviant innovation or of... Uh, um, uh, or of uh, 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 open sin, profligate, shameless open sin without even trying to hide it or feeling ashamed about it, uh, then that's not what this is talking about at all. Uh, uh, that's not what, what this is talking about at all. Muhammad wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.